Hello, and welcome to the Learning Mate podcast, where we speak to subject matter experts in the field of education, education technology, and workforce development to learn more about advances and issues in the industry from cradle to career. I am your host, Keith Chandler. In this episode, we delve into the transformative world of competency-based education in undergraduate nursing programs. Our guest is going to share their expertise on the benefit of challenges and shifting to this innovative education model. Brace yourselves for a deep dive discussion as we explore the impact of CBE on student learning, faculty development, and ultimately patient outcomes. Let's begin by introducing our guest today, Dr. Kristen Ponchatera has a clinical nursing background focused on critical care, emergency, and flight. She has also worked in nursing education for the last 10 years, serving as a classroom and clinical faculty member. Currently, she serves as the nursing content specialist with LearningMate. Dr. Ponchatera holds a BSN in nursing from Seton Hall University an MSN in nursing leadership from Western Governors University, and a DNP from Chamberlain University. Dr. Panchatera, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk about CBE. Excellent. I'm excited to chat about it too. And before we uh, get into some deeper uh, questions about CBE itself, I would love to know what inspired you to work in nursing and specifically work in nursing education. What is your why? Um, you know, as a nurse, especially working in the environments that I do, I um, I see people at their most vulnerable position, right? Um, they're relying on the nurses taking care of them almost entirely to be able to have, you know, a positive outcome uh, for their hospital stay or however, whatever modality I'm, I'm viewing them or taking care of them, right? The having an understanding as to the why behind the what is one of the most important things that a nurse can can have. Um, information changes situations. And so being able to give students the background information so that they can clinically understand what's going on with their patients will set them up for success in many, many ways. Um, it removes the route memorization that uh, many nursing students have tried to experience over the years uh, unsuccessfully. Um, and allows them to think more critically in the complex and ever-changing healthcare environment that we currently live in. Beautiful. And you yourself are also a, a product of competency-based education, which is one of the other reasons that you feel so passionately about it today, correct? Absolutely. So my master's degree, uh, it was a competency-based program uh, at Western Governors. Um, and the thing that I liked the most about it was I felt that it was the most realistic um, and applicable educational experience that I have ever had. It took the skill set that I brought in and capitalized on all of the knowledge that I already had to be able to actually de demonstrate that in practical ways that I currently use today. So I am a huge fan of CBE, um, and, I, and I certainly I think that it should be um, you know, implemented across the board. Awesome. So let's let's chat a little bit more about CBE specifically. Can you explain the concept of competency-based education and how it differs from traditional models in undergraduate nursing programs? Yeah, absolutely. So competency-based education, or as we will refer to it throughout this entire call, CBE, right? It's it's a lot more innovative uh, than the traditional approaches. It focuses on the mastery of specific skills and knowledge rather than just relying on the traditional model that is credit hours and time spent in the classroom. So the key distinction realistically is that CBE measures outcomes, 
versus numerical or empirical data that tr the traditional um, programs rely on. Um, and it also offers students that alignment with those real world situations um, and those real world competencies that they're going to have to display when they enter into clinical practice. And how can CBE implementation and nursing education improve thinking of the, the, the outcomes? How can it improve patient outcomes specifically since that's, you know, inevitably the end goal? And how can it contribute to the, um, the overall strength of the nursing workforce? Um, so CBE has many, many positive attributes that will um, successfully uh, contribute to improve patient outcomes and improve readiness for the nursing workforce. Um, one of the things that CBE does is it actually will enhance clinical competence, right? So students are given these real world situations using CBE. And so they are able to then apply that information once they leave their nursing program to actually take care of real patients. Another thing that CBE um, promotes is patient-centered care. Right. No, no two patients are the same. I, I can attest to that. I've never had any patients that are alike. Most of them are very unique in their own ways. Um, and CBE allows students to investigate those those differences amongst those patients in a, in a safe environment. Um, it also helps them develop critical thinking and clinical judgment, um, which the literature has recently showed that, you know, students are coming out of these nursing programs and they aren't able to successfully critically think, um, you know, as they're entering into the, into the job. Uh, we kind of live in a world of nursing right now where new graduate nurses are expected to have a lot more um, knowledge and, you know, ability to, you know, carry out their work more so than when I graduated. Um, you know, after a year or two, they're expected to be behave as senior staff. Right. And so having that clinical competence is really important. Having those decision making skills are really important. CBE also allows students to be more flexible and adaptable, which, as you know, is super important in the, you know, in the in the patients um, that they're going to care for. Those patients may not be in their same condition that they were five minutes before. So having that adaptability and then coupling that right with the clinical competence and the critical thinking um, is certainly helpful to those students. Uh, and then the last thing is interprofessional collaboration, right? So a lot of CBE uh, focuses on how are we going to utilize the healthcare team. Uh, nurses don't work in a silo. Uh, we are we are part of a larger healthcare team, and it's important that we understand how we fit into that particular group um, and what are the roles and responsibilities that we carry out, um, as well as how to communicate, um, you know, certain things amongst the team and you know in advocacy for our patients. And what are uh, some examples of CBE teaching and assessment methods that have been successful in undergraduate nursing education? Simulation-based learning is one of the largest ones. I would say it's one of the most popular ones. Um, high fidelity or even low fidelity simulation um, gives students, again, that real world experience, that ever changing um, patient situation that they have to make those on the spot decisions. And once again, it's in a safe environment. Um, competency based assessments are also super helpful. Um, so rather than just having like a traditional exam where you have questions, um, you might have a series of clinical situations that the students have to then ask prompted questions for. Um, we've done like, you know, verbal exams exams with the students by giving them a whole patient scenario that they have to take along. Um, and this also ties into the, you know, the new next generation NCLEX. Um, the next generation NCLEX is hoping to allow a better evaluation of students' actual clinical judgment. Um, and so this is a, a good way to prepare them for that. 
Um, and then e-portfolios are actually really helpful. Uh, it allows the student actually to see all of the competencies that they have, um, and it helps them with personal reflection. One of the things students really struggle with is actually just reflecting on how they're doing in their program. Um, they just don't have those, they don't have that skill set to be able to really take a look in an omniscient point of view to be able to do that. Um, there's case-based learning, project-based learning, um, all of these things that are providing them with the requirement to demonstrate these skills and assets that they're going to have to be able to do so in the patient care arena. And what are some challenges that might arise when, say, transitioning to this new CBE approach? And I know how can those be addressed since, you know, we're, we're talking about kind of restructuring an entire curriculum for a program? Yes. Yeah, CBE, it, it's it's intimidating, right? It's something that not a lot of people know about, despite the fact that it has been around for a while. Um, it is it is new to nursing education. And so um, that undertaking can can certainly seem uh, insurmountable. Um, so some of the things I think that are, are, are challenges or barriers that uh, a lot of programs experience um, are things such as faculty training and development. Right. Like, how do we how do we even get the faculty trained and understand how to implement CBE? Um, they're going to have to do a big, you know, a big shift in how they're instructing their students. Um, and that's something that can be a, quite of a challenge. And so, you know, a solution to that is just providing them with a comprehensive training plan um, and allowing that support system to continue to be there. Um, you mentioned the curriculum redesign. Imagine just starting over, right? <laughs> starting from scratch and just be like, where do we start? Right. So transitioning that model, again, what can be very intimidating and very time consuming. Um, and so engaging the faculty in that, defining the clear expectations of what they're supposed to be doing um, and doing it segmentally is one of the most uh, one of the most helpful things you can do with that. A couple other things um, are accreditation and regulatory compliance. Um, so one of the things that all nursing programs have to be accredited. That's that's the goal. Um, otherwise, it's, there's really no purpose of them being there at all. Um, and so aligning the CBE competencies with those accreditation standards and requirements is another thing that is, number one, time consuming and incredibly scary to have to sit down and do. And resistance to change. Uh, not everyone is real excited about change. People like to kind of get in their ways and do things the way they've always done them. Um, but as we know, uh, change is inevitable and it's incredibly important. Um, and the healthcare systems and you know the patient uh, complexities are changing every single day. So we kind of have to get we kind of have to get with the program, right? And I think the last thing is just the resource allocation, making sure that people have enough time. There's enough money. Uh, um, there's technology that they can integrate into these things. Uh, resources is something that absolutely requires a lot of planning and um, stakeholder agreement. How much time would it realistically take to to do something like this? A lot of it is dependent on the resources that you're going to allocate to do this. Um, a lot of programs right now are trying to utilize faculty that are currently uh, experiencing a full teaching load to try to to try to transition this. Uh, at that rate, it, it will take years um, for that to be done uh, because there's so many steps that go along with that to make sure that it's successful, that it would take a, a, a couple of years. So if there was a dedicated team, on the other hand, um, I could imagine it would it, it could get done within a year for certain. Nice. Uh, can you provide any insights or recommendations for nursing programs that are considering this shift into the CBE approach? Yeah, absolutely. The very first thing that 
you start doing is you conduct a needs assessment, right? So identify the competencies, the skills, the knowledge that's actually essential for nursing, right? So that's actually going into practice and finding out what do we need to know? So that's where they, you know, discuss with their clinical partners, your clinical affiliates, um, you know, those two go hand in hand. Um, discuss with employers. What are what are things that these nurses are needing to do when they graduate? Um, so that needs assessment is the most important thing. Um, and that and, and ensuring that that fits into your program. Um, and then so establishing clear goals and objectives, right? So how are we going to put CBE into our program based on our school's mission um, and all of the, the values of the nursing program? How do we align all of that? It has to be very clear um, because that's how you get that's how you get involvement. That's how you get support um, because everyone fully understands what the purpose of what we're doing. You know, going back to our very first conversation of the why behind the what, why are we doing this? So having that really clear expectation set, um, building stakeholder buy-in, that's faculty, that's administration, that's students, uh, your clinical partners, um, all of those people have to be on board for CBE to be successful. Um, so it certainly isn't a, uh, a siloed operation. Um, investing in faculty development. So training faculty as to how to do CBE. It's not something that you can just like just start doing. Um, it actually is very hard to just up and say, I'm going to just develop a competency for this um, and, and I'm going to hopefully it'll measure what I'm doing. Right. It, it really requires a, a full comprehensive faculty development. Um, selecting a framework is also important right now. The AACN, um, the Association of Colleges of Nursing, is looking to use the um, essentials that they have as the, the guiding framework. So what the essentials are is they are. Um, essentially the behaviors and actions that the nurses should be taking um, at the various levels. So they have essentials at the baccalaureate level and then the master's and doctoral level. So taking those essentials and those, those areas that the nurses should be, you know, demonstrating that competence and then turning that into your competency-based curriculum um, is a really good place to start. And then implementing the technology solutions, right? So the biggest part about CBE is that you're going to get that data to be able to determine whether or not your students are having uh, success in what you're delivering them. Um, they're also going to have that real-time, you know, those formative assessments, the real-time feedback, the adaptive learning platforms. That is That all encompasses CBE. Um, so that technology integration is also important. Being strategic about the assessments that you use and the assignments that you're giving students. One thing that makes me crazy is when you just assign an assignment to assign an assignment. And the student's like, why are we doing this? And if you can't answer that question, then that should not be in the curriculum at all, right? There has to be a very distinct purpose as to why we're giving the students the things we're doing. Um, and then that goes back to tying it back to the AAC and essentials, right? So if I give the students something to do, I'm gonna say, here are the essentials you're meeting by completing this work. Right. And then the last thing is I would suggest that people would do a pilot program. OK, just try it in like a little bit of a cohort so that you can establish that continuous evaluative process. Um, you know, you can do your PDSA cycle or whatever. And so that, you know, what's what's working, what's not working. Um, and so just having a small cohort uh, is actually really helpful. 
um, to be able to, uh, you know, just, just test the waters a little bit to see how these things kind of go. Um, you don't want to do a major overhaul without really informing anyone or, or even figuring out if it's effective. Culture is another really big thing. So developing a culture that embraces CBE, right? You have to have people that are excited about this change, right? These people have, you have to be excited about what we're delivering to our students. There is nothing, as a faculty member, there is nothing I love more than when I get it feedback from a student saying, this assignment meant a lot to me. I actually just got an email the other day and the student said like, you know, this actually made me think in a totally different way that I never even considered before. Um, and it's just because it's, again, that strategizing with that, but it's creating that culture of like, this is exciting. This is going to help them. This is going to develop an, a new generation of nurses that are going to be really effective at what they're doing. Um, you know, given the, the shortages that we're having, and um, we need the most effective nurses practice in our patient care areas at this time. Um, and then last thing is to stay informed, right? CBE is always changing. Everything's always changing. So it's just kind of being in, you know, being in the know, being in the literature, reading about it, going to conferences and just like learning a little bit more about it. Um, you can never learn too much about how to effectively implement CBE. Uh, you're you're mentioning a lot of words, say like you know success and stuff like that. So you know how does partnering with say a CBE expert uh, organization benefit the transition to this educational model in nursing programs? Yeah, so partnering with people who know what they're doing is always the best thing when you're trying something new, right? Right, right. You want to have somebody to help you out and be like, hey, I know what I'm doing over here. Because um, it kind of gets really uncomfortable when everyone just sort of sits there and no one has a clue what they're doing. Um, so working with a, you know an organization that is incredibly um, knowledgeable about CBE is like the best place you can start because they're going to help you get over a lot of those barriers that you um, anticipate experiencing. So having that specialized knowledge and experience right away off the bat is going to be one of the biggest uh, opportunities that these organizations can give you. Um, they also, because of that experience and that knowledge, can give you that customizable like program development, right? So depending um, on what you are trying to accomplish, um, because nursing, nursing programs, and, and this is just the thing, they sometimes do have a, a, a different focus. So some of them are like very community health-based focused or whatnot. And so being able to partner with a, you know, someone who knows exactly how to do it, it will help you be able to customize. And then again, once meet that mission of your nursing program. CBE experts are great at faculty training and development. Um, and it's not just a one-stop shop, right? They're actually going to continue to like make sure that you're doing okay. <laughs> um, they're going to continue to follow up. They're going to continue to offer that support. Um, they're also going to help kind of um, establish that culture um, of excitement. Um, they're also going to help you with your design and your um, your assessment design, right? Because once again, it's very hard to just develop a competency out of nowhere when you've never done it. And so allowing an expert to come in and kind of provide you with that guidance to say, this is, this is probably the best way to evaluate this particular kind of content, right? And so just having that expertise um, is super helpful. They will also help you with accreditation support. So that is, again, one of the biggest and most fearful things, um, you know, either earning 
getting accreditation for the first time or becoming reaccredited is not fun. No one likes it. It's it's zero people are having a good time. It's a lot of stress. It is a lot of reporting. And so what those experts can do is actually help you be able to demonstrate to those accreditors how your CVE curriculum meets their requirements. Um, because sometimes you just don't really know how to explain it and you just hope for the best. Um, they can also help with um, best practices. They can help with collaboration and networking. They can help with communicating to um, the other stakeholders about CBE because there's usually good ways to do these things. And data analytics and reporting, they can help you set up those systems um, so that you can give the students the real-time feedback that they need um, to determine whether or not they're you know, meeting those competencies. Um, and at the same time, it'll also help the, the faculty be able to um, you know, complete their work more effectively. So there's a ton of benefits from using experts in the, in, in the industry. Uh, I highly recommend it just because it really does take the fear factor out of something that just seems such a huge undertaking. What uh, other areas is CBE being implemented in outside of the nursing field? It's being implemented in almost every type of, um, you know, undergraduate and even graduate program. Um, there is uh, opportunities for CBE in, in nearly every industry. And the one thing that I think people don't realize is that a lot of the CBE programs now are these self-paced programs that you kind of go as you, you kind of move along the courses as you can complete the competencies. That was what my program was. Um, as soon as I was able to successfully demonstrate that competency, I moved on to the next one, and which is why I was able to finish my degree in a, a very expeditious manner. Um, however, it can be it can be used in traditional like a traditional academic calendar. Um, I think a lot of people think that they they can't translate that. Um, it's really easily translatable um, because it's just that focus on that curriculum. It's the focus on what we're what we're making our students do and how we're making them you know demonstrate that they're um, effective and we've we've taught them what they need to know um it doesn't have to you know it doesn't have to just be those type of programs that are more self-paced it can it can fit in any type of uh, university or college setting wonderful uh dr pachatera before we conclude today i'd like to get a recommendation from you um if any one of our listeners is looking to expand their educational horizons do you have a recommendation for uh, book, podcast, uh, movie, documentary, anything like that, CBE related or not, uh, that our listeners should check out? Um, one of the things I think that, for, especially for nursing, that's just most helpful is to go on the AACN website. Um, they're producing a lot of items right now surrounding CBE. They also have a number of um, webinars uh, that you can view for free and also get CEU credits <laughs> uh, in case, because uh, all nurses need those. Um, so I would start there um, because... Uh, as an as an academic um, nursing educator, they kind of are the they're kind of like the the, the guidance that we get, um, and so everything that they're going to put out is going to be absolutely evidence based and going to be the the latest information that people would need. Wonderful, Dr. Kristen Ponchatera, thank you so much for joining the Learning Mate podcast today. Feel free to uh, come back anytime. Thanks so much for having me.
Once again, that recommended resource is the American Association of Critical Care Nurses website. That is aacn.org. You can also visit learningmate.com resources to find a white paper authored by Dr. Ponchatera on the topic of competency-based education. Also, don't forget to check out learningmate.com podcast. There you will find our library of episodes, live links to all of the resources we reference during our episodes, and a little question if you would like to be a guest or have an idea for a topic, please feel free to start the conversation. The Learning Mate podcast is a production of Learning Mate Solutions Incorporated. Thank you once again to our guest, Dr. Kristen Ponchatera. I am your host, Keith Chandler, and until next time, thank you for listening.